House of Legends is brought to you by my Patreon supporters. To support House of Legends, go to patreon.com forward slash House of Legends or follow the link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to the House of Legends, where you can hear world myths and legends told by a professional storyteller. I'm your host, Daniel Ellison, and this is episode 36, the most beautiful song in the forest. Happy New Year. I hope you all had a great Christmas, New Year. I am recording this episode in new surroundings. I've started using a studio in Leith in North Edinburgh, where it's got perfect uh, soundproofing and really good sound quality, and I've worked with a sound engineer to tweak my voice so that it's going to sound a bit better. So hopefully this podcast is sounding a lot better. We'll see. And my news, I have been working hard on the sequel to The Bone Flute. It's called The Spay Queen so far, and right now I'm working on that every day, building up my outline for it, filling in some character histories, getting into the mythology behind it. So that's been really good fun. And I've also started working on another book, which is going to be out quite soon. And that one's a collection of Scottish myths and legends. I think I'm probably going to call it Scottish myths and legends. And it's mostly stories that I already know and tell. And it's also some longer stories that I don't tell yet, like really long, epic ones. So for that one, I'm trying something new, which is dictating it. I've got some dictation software, Dragon Anywhere, which I can just use on my phone. So I'm just telling the stories to my phone and getting a first draft from that. And then I'm going to be tweaking it. So it should actually be quite ready, quite ready quite soon, this project. I think I'll have it ready for February. So I'll let you know more about that. So getting on to our story for this week. I think I've probably already mentioned, but I'll tell you about it again, a series of interviews that Joseph Campbell, who's generally regarded as the godfather of modern mythology, comparative mythology, recorded with Bill Moyers quite late in his life. Uh, Joseph Campbell is the guy who's responsible for the book The Hero with a Thousand Faces, which was a big influence on George Lucas when he was writing Star Wars, and which outlines the template or archetype for the hero's journey, which we see in so many stories, which then you went on to see in Star Wars. And the series of interviews that they did together, Joseph Campbell and Bill Moyers, are really, really interesting. There's about six interviews each couple of hours in length maybe and um, I've got them as an audiobook I got it from Audible and you can get it for just one credit so it's really good value and I listen to that probably every couple of years or so on a long car journey start working my way through them and I really really highly recommend them I think you can also watch them on YouTube I've meaning to do that for a long time because it'd be great to actually see Joseph Campbell while he's saying these things so in that series of interviews Joseph Campbell tells a story which I really love and it's one that I don't tell very often, but it's, it's one for like a special occasion. And it's all definitely one that I've always had in mind for the podcast. And it's one I'd like to start the year with. So this is a pygmy story, a story from the pygmy people of the Congo. This is the bird with the most beautiful song in the forest. Thank you. 
deep, deep within the forest. A long, long time ago, there was a pygmy village. In this village, the people lived in huts made of mud and leaves. The children went out playing every day. The men went out hunting, while the women went out foraging and gathering. In one of these huts, there lived a family. There was the father, the mother, and three boys. The two older boys were like the other boys in that village. They liked to play at being hunters. They liked to chase their friends and climb trees. The younger boy, he was different. He didn't like to play with the other children. The other children didn't like to play with him. He wandered alone in the forest, always seeking out new things, things he'd never seen within the forest. He liked to search for the most bright and beautiful flowers. He liked to search for waterfalls, where he would just sit and listen to the music of the water. He liked to see strange animals. He liked to see birds he'd never seen in their brilliant colours. And one day, he was out wandering through the jungle, when he heard a sound, a sound he had never heard before. And the sound, it was more brilliant and more beautiful than anything he had ever heard. He sat down. He closed his eyes. He listened, and the song filled him. It was everywhere, all around him, inside him, and it seemed as if there was no before, no after, no life, no death, no family, no right, no wrong. There was just that sound, and it was everything, and it was perfect. Eventually, he opened his eyes. He was wondering where where did the sound come from. So up he got, and he went in the direction of the sound, grew louder, and then he entered a glade, and he saw the source of that sound. It was a bird, and you may be thinking, you may be envisioning a beautiful, brilliant bird of paradise, but no, it was just a little, ordinary brown bird. It sang, and he walked up and looked up at it on the branch where it was sitting, and it finished its song. And then the boy spoke to it, and he said, "Your song is beautiful. I would love for my family to hear it. Would you come back to my home with me and sing for my family?" And because he asked from his heart, sincerity, the bird flew down and landed on his shoulder. He walked back to the village, and it was getting dark, and the people were gathering around their cooking fires. He went into his family's hut. There was his mother, his father, his two brothers, and he said, "Listen to this! Listen to this!" And the bird it began to sing, and it sang as wonderfully as it had before, and everyone stared entranced. And when it was finished, and when it was silent. The boy's father. What are you doing? Why are you bringing birds in here? What use are birds? You should be learning to hunt, playing with the other children. Get out of here. And the bird flew away.
Well, the next day, the boy went out into the forest again, and this time he wasn't just wandering here and there, he was looking for the bird. He heard it. He followed the sound until he found the bird. He listened to it sing until it stopped singing, and when it stopped singing, he said to it, I'm sorry about yesterday. My father doesn't understand, but I think it's good for him to hear you sing. I think it's good for all of them to hear you sing. Please, would you come and sing for them again? And he asked just as he had before with the same sincerity and goodness in his heart. So the bird flew down and landed on his shoulder. And again, they headed through the forest into the village. Again, people were gathering around their cook fires. Again, he entered the hut and there was his father and mother and his brothers too. And tonight, his father was in a bad mood because the hunting had not gone well that day. They hadn't caught anything. And the boy, he said, I've brought the bird before he could say any more of his father. said, get that stupid bird out of here and get it out of here yourself. The bird flew away. The boy ran after it, but it was gone. The next day, he again went in search of the bird. He again found it. Listened to it sing, and when it finished singing, he said, I'm sorry about yesterday. Please, could you try just one more time to sing for my family? I know it's good for them to hear your song. And after a little pause, the bird flew down and landed on his shoulder. And again, they made their way to the village. People were gathering around their cook fires. He came into the hut. There was sat his father and mother and his brothers. And even before he came in, he could sense an atmosphere in the hut didn't feel good. And he felt he sensed trepidation in the bird. He said, it's okay, it's okay. In they went. And tonight, his father was in an even worse mood. Not only had the hunters not caught anything that day, but it had been his fault that they didn't catch anything. They'd been stalking an antelope for hours, and then he had made a noise and scared it off. He was in a foul mood. He was ashamed, embarrassed and angry. And when he saw his son come in with the little brown bird on his shoulder, he got up, went over to his son, grabbed the bird off his son's shoulder and he threw it at the wall. Threw it with all its strength and it hit the wall, landed on the ground. And the boy, no! picked up the bird, stroked it, prodded it. It was dead. Completely still, its lifeless eyes staring up at him. No, 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 no. And then the boy's mother screamed. He turned and he saw that his father was... <coughs> his father was, was choking he was gasping, he was pawing at his chest 
and he was then he was on the ground and he was writhing and all the family was gathering round him screaming and then he was still too the boy dropped the bird collapsed at his father's side his father was dead and there was great grief in that hut and in that village that night and for a long time afterwards and for a long time no one could understand what had happened there the boy was even accused of black magic but then they came to understand what had happened that song that beautiful song which the birds sang did not exist only in the bird existed it exists in everyone in some it is close to the surface and they can see it in the surface of the silvery moon they can hear it in the roaring and rushing of the water they can taste it in the kisses of their lover it's it's here it's there it's almost everywhere but for others it's buried deep but it's in them too even in the boy's father and it was him who needed that song most of all with it gone he was dead and that's the story of the most beautiful song in the forest This maybe isn't the most cheery and uplifting story to start the year with, but beneath the surface, I think it's a perfect one to start the year with. Because for me, this story tells us not only that we must sing our song, that we must bring whatever it is we bring to the world, even if it's not what's always what's welcome, not always what's expected from us or wanted from us. It also tells us that what we bring, our song, thing we love, is needed, is needed. And it's our responsibility, our duty, to sing it out into the world. So that's all for this week. If you'd like to support House of Legends, as ever, you can get a copy of my book, The Bone Flute, which is available as an e-book and paperback from Amazon Worldwide. And you can also support me on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash House of Legends or follow the link in the show notes. That's all for now. See you next time.